sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza on this Sunday, April 18th. Here is truly sitting in for the next 60 minutes, 844-843-6879. Follow me on Twitter at OppositePix. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePix.com. Hit the contact the sky icon and fire away. A little YouTube chat, some uh, emails perhaps, phone calls as well as uh, we get to uh, it's set your plate here in hour number two, as we always like to do on a uh, wacky uh, Sunday, April 18th. Boy, I tell you what, you know, you know the um, you, know, you know the demarcation line in the sand with your age on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you really do. It is kind of funny, you know. As I'm running around some doing some errands yesterday, right? I got to go to Home Depot, and of course they overcharge me. And, you know, I don't ask for a lot in life. Can you just charge me what you saw? I'm willing to pay whatever the price is, but do you have to overcharge me? Now I got to go back to Home Depot because they screwed up. As soon as the bird brain couldn't figure out how much an item, I was buying some bricks, and I knew I it just you know it was at the end of the day. Ah, I, I mean, an amateur mistake where I didn't check the, the receipt because he couldn't figure out the price and it took 10 minutes and there's a line like 25 people deep and I'm bitching about how these bricks should be a dollar, not five dollars. I am paying five dollars. I thought I am paying five dollars for a brick that should be a dollar, pal, you know, so figure out the, how it's a dollar. I'll you know, go get the sign if needed. So anyway, so I'm in the store. You know, running around in Home Depot, went to Lowe's as well. God forbid I should spend an extra buck at one place, a big sale at, uh, at Home Depot. So I see, you know, a bunch of middle, middle-aged guys like myself, not quite as handsome as me, but, uh, you know. So, okay, you know, we're all getting ready for our gardens and, and different things in the backyard. And this Now it's starting the springtime here. It's a nice weekend here on Long Island. So then as I'm, like, driving by uh, to go home, there, there's a golf course, Beth Page, where they hold the U.S. Open uh, several times, right? And you see young guys and old guys, you know, and it kind of dawned on me that there's the, like the demarcation, you know, the young guys, they say, uh, you know, I'm talking like, you know, kids in their twenties, I'm not worried about a backyard. What are you kidding me? This is perfect golf weather. I ain't screwing around with some dopey garden. I don't even own a home. Never mind. Have a garden to, to build a, you know, a, a bed of, of uh, weeds and plants and everything else. Right. And then you get the older guys in their sixties and seventies that are like, I'm too old for that crap. You know, I'm either going to hire some uh, landscapers or I'll let the old lady do it, or I'll just let the weeds grow over. I'm playing golf. You know, it's the middle-aged guys that are spending the money. You know, that that's when you always hear about, you know, the, the perfect person that, you know, NFL uh, advertisers are going after, or, you know, is 35 to 55. I get it now. It, it kind of like, don't like, okay, these are the guys that are out spending the money. The younger guys are going to play golf. The older guys can't be worried about it. I'm playing golf as well. And it's the younger guys or the middle-aged guys that are out there spending all the, the all the loot. So uh, there I was, you know, and in Home Depot. And by the time, you know, and you know you're getting older because by the time you get back from all the stores and running around, you're just too exhausted to actually go do the work. You know, <laughs> that's really, it's like, you know, everything is like a two or three weekend process at, at this point in my life. It can't all be in one day. It's just, uh, nope. You know what? I got the stuff yesterday. 
Uh, I put it in the backyard. And then, you know, as you're really kind of set to, all right, let's begin. Eh, it's like four o'clock. I'm tired. You know, it got, you know, lousy weather wise, not lousy, but it got cold. And it's just like, you know, uh, I'll deal with all this stuff tomorrow or next weekend. Uh, one project in the books. I bought the stuff this weekend and I'll work on it next weekend. So, all right, it's a Sunday morning. Yours truly sitting in, as we always do, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time right here. Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM uh, 204. So figure out where you uh, reside in that little pyramid of, uh, you know, life. Speaking of pyramids, uh, how about our pyramids? Gave you a bunch of winners. Uh, first off, let's celebrate ourselves one more time. Last time. We hit our 16 parlay right on Thursday. Cha-ching, cha-ching for uh, 3700 bucks. So, And I got a few people that have asked me to uh, put the teams on the website. Uh, I will do that. And then I had a few guys ask me, you know, where can you get these open parlays? I, I don't know if FanDuel – I don't think FanDuel offers it, unfortunately. Um, you know, so it, it's really maybe just for fun if you don't have a site that offers those things. But that, that allows you to put one play in a night rather than all six teams. So this is kind of a separate thing. We give you enough to play with FanDuel, so no worries. We'll, we'll get you some winners. But that said, we're 2-0 on our next little venture, right? So we're 1-4 with these parlays for a plus 33-53. We uh, had a winner Wednesday night, or Thursday night was it? Thursday night on the Dodgers. Uh, we gave you the Dodgers again Friday night to put them in there at, at minus 160, and they were a winner. So we're 2-0 on our next little venture. Where are we going to go today? We're going to do a rare. We're going to we're going to put a rare two plays in. I don't generally do this. I know I don't like to push the envelope, but yeah, we're getting a little giddy here, so we're having some success with this stuff. Um I think the Dodgers minus 120 today. You know, I with Trevor Bauer on the hill against Blake Snell. Here's the here's the thing that puts it over the top. You know, forget about the fact the Dodgers are 13 and 2. Forget about the fact they've won eight in a row. Forget about the fact they're the best team in baseball. Uh, and I will forget about the fact that Cody Bellinger's out with a hairline fracture. But they, they've won enough games without him. So, and he wasn't really doing well this year anyway. But um, you got Dopey Trace, uh, Jason Tingler managing the Padres. I, I, can't, I can't put American money on him. I just can't. Uh, Blake Snell is on a hill, and you would think that would be great, but this is the perfect storm. He's had three games. His last outing, he lasted two-thirds of an inning. The uh, outing before that, they took him out after five, and the outing before that, they took him out after four two-thirds. He's either going to pitch poorly and he'll get yanked, or even if he pitches well, he's going to get yanked. He's not going more than five innings. So I'm not betting against Blake Snell. I'm betting against that the Padre bullpen. I'll give you the other winners coming up next. Opposite pick Sunday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Cubbies Radio Network there with the call as uh, they do uh, win. A nice win uh, by Chicago. They've had a few this year. Not too many people thought the Cubs were going to be good, good. It's kind of one of those uh, 500 teams. Could be good, could be bad. Uh, wouldn't necessarily uh, be a surprise. Uh, but uh, lo and behold, they do win it 13-4 to four, uh, when everything is said and done. So uh, as they are now 4-4 four and four at home, 6-8 and eight overall, kind of living up to the uh, hype of just a uh, kind of a meandering little team there. And run down 
the baseball scores real quickly before we get to today's action. Diamondbacks and uh, Nats. Uh, Nats win at the six to two. Uh, the Holy Devil Dogs beat the Stanky six to three. Blue Jays and Royals split. Toronto winning the first one five to one. Royals winning the nightcap by a count of three to two. The Cubs thirteen four over the Braves. Red Sox whip the White Sox seven to four. Uh, the Red Sox continue to surprise. They, they, they really ten and four. I didn't. I didn't think they would be this good. I really didn't. Uh, Cardinals nine four over the Phillies. Uh, A's blank the Tigers seven to nothing. Uh, Reds three two over the Tribe. Nine and five now for Cincinnati. Pretty darn good. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Mets four three over the Rockies. That was game number one with Jacob Degrom, which we'll get here in a second. And you know he actually pitched well. Struck out nine straight at one point. I'm not surprised he pitched well. I'm just surprised that they found a way to win. Uh, although, you know, you lay the run and a half, which is realistically what you had to do because he was a minus 250 road favorite. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Colorado stinks. And boy, I tell you what, 3-11 um, and 11 for Colorado. Now, they haven't had it easy. You know, they played the Dodgers, and, and now they're playing, you know, Jacob DeGrom. But, um, you know, they are bad. They, they they might be the worst team in baseball. Uh, Fish, the Marlins beat the Giants 7-6 uh, in 10 innings. They rallied to do so as they were down a couple of runs late, and then they uh, fell behind in 10 and then uh, got the win 7-6. Baltimore 6-1 over the Texas Rangers. Uh, Brewers beat the Pirates 7-1. Rocks uh, did beat the Mets in Game 2 with that doubleheader 7-2. And then the Dodgers 2-0 over the Fathers. And then uh, the Astros blanked the Mariners 1-0. So how many shutouts did we have yesterday? Two shutouts. One, two more with one run. Uh, three more with one run. Uh, not too bad, but that's a lot of games, though. Five games in which one run or less was scored by a team. Boy, the, the runs are down. That is for sure. All right, let's take a look at the board that we always give you. We'll start from the top as uh, we have our constant go on, go against plays, right? So go on uh, Miami. That was a winner. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, so we're going to play Miami again today. You know, we started this on Friday. So, and then let's over the weekend, these are, I don't have to be there to hold your hand. Um, you know, if you're going to play them all the time, you're going to play them all the time, whether I tell you or not. So Miami right now, you'd be two and one plus two thirty because uh, they had a monster win in there as a two to one favorite uh, or underdog rather one of those games against Atlanta. So you're plus two thirty bet on Detroit. You're only one and three uh, minus one thirty five. Going to go right back on the Tigers today. Uh, bet on Kansas City, as I told you to do. Uh, you're three and one plus two twenty, all based on a hundred dollar bet. Yesterday you split a double header, but you won five bucks since they were even, uh, and then they were my uh, plus one hundred five in game number two. Uh, bet against Jacob Degrom. You're zero and one. Uh, you lost a hundred bucks with yesterday's play. Yesterday's play though was like the perfect storm though for Degrom. I will tell you because it was a double header. Now I, I'm gonna even if it's a double header, I'll still do it. But what's the difference, Scott? Well, the difference is the Mets bullpen doesn't really come into play. You know, we, we're not betting against the Grom because we think he stinks, although we do think he's overrated. But we're betting against the Grom because they yank him after 100 pitches, hence 99 yesterday, right? And the bullpen has just blown every single one of his games, or they don't hit when he pitches. So seven in a game, he goes six innings. Now you get the Mets bullpen for three innings. Or excuse me, in a nine-inning game, seven-inning game, you had the Mets bullpen for one inning. So, and, and again, I, I mean, I, I don't get it. You know, ninety-nine pitches. It's Jacob Degrom. You know, it, it takes a minor miracle for you to win games when he pitches, 
and they take him out after six innings. Now, Diaz, was uh, he was on. He struck out the side in the ninth inning. They struck out 17 times to the Rockies. God, this team just blows. 17 times. I mean, think about that. There's only 27 outs, and, and that's in a nine-inning game. It's seven in a game, as they sit here and calculate. That's 21 outs. 17 of their 21 outs were by strikeout. <laughs> that's, a, that's unbelievable. I mean, this team just stinks. Wow. You cannot put American money on the Rockies. You can't. Three and 11. I don't care if they're playing the Dodgers every single game. Who have they played so far? You know, they, they played a couple of stiff teams. Uh, they played the Dodgers okay in a three-game series. They played the Giants, who are off to a good start, but you should be able to beat the Giants. They've had the Dodgers twice in two series so far. I will tell you that. But, you know, they've had Arizona, uh, and they did win two or three from Arizona. So, you know, Dodgers six times. But you, you should win a few of those games, right? But see, this is what we talked about earlier in the year. When we said, okay, you know, are the Dodgers going to get their 106 wins? When we said, well, they're going to play the Rockies, Arizona, and San Fran literally 50 times. How many times are they going to lose against those teams, right? We said maybe 10, and maybe 11, 12 tops, right? Well, and, and people think, nah, nah, you can't, you're not going to win all those games. Uh, right now, they're they're six and one against the Rockies. Yeah, they they will win all those games. So the Rocks are obviously one and six against uh, the Dodgers, but still, boy, 17. Of their 21 outs came by strikeout. That's embarrassing. You look at their starting nine strikeouts. One, two, 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 three, two, one. Anybody hear a bunting, you know, and trying to try and bunt to, to get on base? I mean, it's a close game. It's four to three. It's not like it's a blowout. So anyway, seven in the game for DeGrom. Is is ideal for him. We're not having to deal with that bullpen. And and why they just w- let him, you know, pitch a complete game? I, these managers are idiots. I, I I tell you, they're really they're just every single game has got to have the closer finish the game out. Every single one. Edwin Diaz flip a coin. Sometimes good, sometimes lousy. You got DeGrom, who struck out 14, has only thrown 99 pitches. So it's not like he's at 106, 107, whatever. You know, he could probably get through that game at 110. It's it's only a seven-inning game. I mean, it's just these guys, these managers do everything in the world to try and lose games. I, I can't put American money on these. I really I, I take notes. That's why I'm taking. I told you about San Diego. I'll never bet San Diego. Never. Not not with that dopey manager. And, and, and I tell you, you probably count on one hand how many times I'm going to bet on the Mets because of uh, uh, the uh, bullpen situation. And, and you know, Rojas showing now that he's a, a bird brain, just like most other managers. I mean, you you got the best pitcher in the National League, you know, and he's only thrown 99 pitches. He's on freaking fire. 14 strikeouts, and you're going to pull him from the game. You know, again, it worked out. But the next two times when he does it, and it doesn't work out, don't say, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. No, I'm telling you right now, it's a stupid move. Just, just, just a stupid move. So back to our uh, everyday. So we lost on DeGrom. Um, Harvey didn't pitch yesterday. He pitched on Saturday, or Friday, though. We will not bet. Uh, Bueller pitched, uh, and we won on that one on uh, Friday night as well. So we always bet on Walker Bueller. So not bad. Uh, overall, uh, with the Stanks and this and that, Stanks 3-0, Red Sox 1-3, Miami 2-1, Detroit 1-3, KC 3-1, DeGrom, Harvey, and Bueller combined 1-0. Pretty good. Um, bet on, bet against the Dodgers. 
13 and 2 on the Dodgers. Uh, I tell you what, I you know, these are just you know, curiosity's sake. If you put $100 on the Dodgers every game, where would you be? Plus 915. 13 and 2 plus 915. Wow. It's it's remarkable. Uh bet against you'd be in a, in a hold of uh, 750 bucks. Uh bet on the Pirates plus 75, bet against the Pirates minus 180. So, things are going as People expect it, which is shocking with the boys in Vegas. More coming up on Picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. had quite a day. That's his third hit. Touching hands. Reaching out. Touching me. Touching you. Yeah, Red Sox win again. Unbelievable. How this team lose? Forget about being 10 and 4. How this team uh, go 0 and 3 against the Orioles? You know, it, it's kind of flipped so much. Scott Wetzel sitting in on a Sunday morning, uh, getting you uh, up on a uh, beautiful Sunday morning so far here on the uh, East Coast on Long Island, anyway. Um, by the way, uh, for my kids who might be listening, I found another Easter egg in the backyard. I, I re hit it, but we did find one more. We'll be finding Easter eggs from our Easter egg hunt for the next uh, literally. We find it from for other years, believe it or not. I, I don't know how, uh, but I did find another one. So, um, yeah, right. It's, it's not a matter of the Red Sox being 10 and 4. It's a matter of how they finish, how they start 0 3 at Fenway Park, no less, to the putrid Orioles. So, no, and they're not winning like these games uh, 3 to 2. You know, they, they are winning these games by a substantial amount. If you go to their little ledger here, as we uh, delay on time, uh, when you look at how many games that they've won by more than one run, right, is the key. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of their ten wins have been by two runs or more. So now not that they're not that they're necessarily at that point with their monster favorites, but uh, that does help the cause, knowing that you know if, if they get at that level, they've shown the ability to win by more than one run. You know, just out of curiosity, say because the Dodgers are monster favorites, right? Although not this weekend series, but how many times have they won by one run? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow. 11 of their 13 wins. So if you're not into laying that minus 250, which I fully understand, you, you lay the run and a half, which brings it down to basically even, you're still 11 wins. Not bad. And, you know, it, it, it kind of works itself out to be the same, believe it or not, but, you know, because you would have lost those other two games. So now you would have lost four games. You'd be 11 and four which would put you at plus 700. What we say you were? If you played them straight, you'd be at uh, plus 850. So you, you probably, you know, in the long run, people have asked me that. In the long run, it really, and I followed this one year uh, with a few teams. In the long run, it works itself out to be about the same. Believe it or not. 
laying minus 250, 220, 230 versus a run and a half. The key is you got to be consistent about it. You, you can't pick games that you're going to lay the run and a half and others you're not because you'll drive yourself bananas because the games you pick lay in the run and a half, you know it. You know how it goes. They're going to win by one. Uh, the games that you lay the 2-22-30, they're going to lose outright. So you ha- pick your poison. Which one is it going to be? And if you lay the minus 2-22-30, it ba- like I said, in the long run, there are enough one-run games that you know, those that would have been losses are wins versus losses that are, you know, wins that are losses. It's it's about the same. It, it really is. But you, you just have to be consistent about it. So because here's the Dodgers, greatest example. You know, you, they went 11 and 2 in their 13 wins. But if you add those two losses onto the two actual losses, it, it ends up being the same. But you just got to be consistent about it. But yeah, Red Sox do win. How about that? Ching, ching, ching. All right. Uh, so our plays today, baseball. We started out, we only had one series, which is rare. I, I generally like to have two or three, but I didn't think there were going to be that many home underdogs that I really liked. Uh, not that that's a written, written rule, but I, I generally look for those, especially early on in the season. The only one we found was, was Colorado. So Colorado, we got the split yesterday, so we're even on that with our series plays. Bet against the Stankies, we're going to go with Tampa Bay today. Tampa Bay's plus 210. Garrett Cole's on the hill for the Stanks. Now, you know, under normal circumstances, I might throw that out because he has been everything uh, that they had hoped for since they acquired him last year, right, as a free agent. So th- there's a reason why Tampa Bay is plus 210. But the way the Stanks are playing right now, as bad as they are this early in the season, um, you know, propensity for these pitchers uh, to be yanked after five innings, you know, Stanky bullpen's pretty good, but, you know, I got a team with the worst record in the American League, and I always tell you, forget about pitching matchups, right? So I'm gonna, you know, listen to my own, uh, you know, uh, medicine here, recipe, whatever. Uh, so give me, you want to give me Tampa Bay plus two ten against a struggling, stanky team? I'll take it. Bet against the the uh, Red Sox. We're gonna go White Sox. They're pick them today at Fenway Park. We always bet on Miami, so we got Miami. The only thing about Miami now is I'm a little disappointed. They were minus one thirty favorites yesterday, and they're minus one thirty favorites today. When I had made the notion that we were going to bet on the Marlins all the time, I thought they would be underdogs most of the time. But they're actually getting some respect with the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. I'm, I'm surprised. You know, I, I, you know uh, maybe they actually are paying attention. You know, because they did make the playoffs last year. They did have the best exhibition record out of anybody in baseball this preseason, believe it or not. I just didn't dance the Marlins. You know, go ahead. Name, I, I, I challenge you. Name, name two guys in the Marlins. Name one. Uh, maybe, maybe you could name one. Uh, Don Mattingly. No. Uh, Derek Jeter? Uh, no. No, no. Okay. Those, those are managers. Uh, give me a player. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. All right. But they're seven and seven. Uh, like I said, I, I thought that would be a dog, but we'll co- continue to play them. But I thought at seven and seven, we, we would be up money. But uh, now we are two and one because we picked it up on Friday. So we were at plus 230. Uh, but I'm not, uh, you know, anticipating them being favorites all the time. Well, let's hope not. Anyway, so today they're, they're minus 130 uh, at home against Sam Fran. Bet on Detroit. We're going to go with the Tigers. Uh, they're plus 125 today at Oakland. They're going to bet on Kansas City. Uh, the Royals are minus 120. We're 3-1, and one, as I told you, with them. Uh, they got Toronto at home today. DeGrom's obviously not pitching. Harvey's not pitching. Walker Bueller's not pitching. But Madison Bumgartner is. But I'll tell you what. I did not count on this either. Bumgartner is a minus 
or excuse me, a plus 180 against the Nationals, which means we got to lay two to one on Washington. Strasburg's on the hill. Um, and Strasburg was injured his last outing. So I, I'm a little surprised at that. So, boy, that's a monster. How far has Madison Bumgarner fallen? He is plus 180. He's 0-2 so far this season with an ERA over 11. Diamondbacks are hooked into him for another two years after this. They gave him that ridiculous five-year, $85 million contract uh, before last season. Man, yeah, you talk about just a awful, awful contract. That's going to be one where, you know, there might be a team that's in contention that might go to the Diamondbacks and say, listen, you owe him still $55, $50 million, whatever it'll be. You want to pick up $45 million of that, $40 million of it? All right, we'll take a shot for five, maybe $10 million. But otherwise, that's going to be just a killer. Strasburg, you know, I, I'm not big on laying two to one with a pitcher who's 0 1 with an ERA over six and, and was injured last time. But uh, forget about that. You know how I say we got to go against uh, Bumgarner. So you got to lay the two to one on Washington. Uh, maybe realistically, you lay the run and a half. Um, uh, and, and this way, y'all take your chances on uh, that not uh, being a one run game. So those are the constant plays. Gave you the Dodgers numbers, gave you the Pirates numbers. The Pirates uh, uh, lost yesterday. You're still plus 75 if you bet on Pittsburgh at 6-9. and nine. You bet against Pittsburgh, um, you're minus 180, at the, even though you're 9-6. You're and six. And that is what, uh, you know, that, that's the greatest example I've given you about this stuff. You can go 9-6, and six, uh, but you're still minus 180 because of the odds that uh, you lay. All right, basketball trends. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, one and two. So not a good week for trend playing in the NBA six, 11 and one. You got two in action today. You got Orlando plus one against Houston, the rocket. Uh, it's too bad. I don't do opposite picks on Sunday. The Houston Rockets are not only favorites. They are road favorites, a team that has won three of its last three. 34 games, 3-31, and 31 are road favorites, albeit at Orlando. Wow. 5-29 uh, and 29 against the spread. Double wow. At least the Magic are 8-4 and four against the spread their last 12. I, uh, you, you've got to play Orlando today. Uh, Toronto's laying a monster number against OKC. It's taken a while. But they have certainly adjusted their line. We were on this trend early. Thank you very much. Hopefully, you guys have been cashing in and going against the Thunder, who are now two and thirteen straight up, five and ten against the spread. One and I wrote this down before I saw the line. One and seven against the spread as ten point dogs or less. But they bumped it all the way up to eleven and a half. Wow, they don't miss a beat. This, uh, but this, I, I will tell you. This OKC team is just, as we've mentioned it many times, and, and again, we, we've been following this for a couple of weeks. From the trade deadline, and then when, when they told Al Horford, we don't want you on our team anymore, uh, they benched him. Th they have lost games by 37, th uh, 30, 40, 48, 24, 11, 27, 24, 10, um, 37, 38, and six, but that was at Detroit. So, I mean, they are just getting crushed. You know, they, they're playing at Toronto, and Toronto's nothing special. But they have won their last two, three of five, 
Well, I'm not big on laying 11 and a half with the Raptors, but uh, trend-wise, you, you got to play it because the Thunder are so bad. You, that you just have to do. And we take all the thinking out of these trend plays. It's just straight, straight trend plays. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll check out the NHL trend plays and our pyramid winners and uh, our 16 parlays. And I'll let you know how uh, the over-under report went uh, in baseball, hockey, and uh, MLB yesterday. Well, that's coming up on a Sunday morning. Scott Wetzel, Ops, Picks Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And this white team number one offense as they go with the end-around trick play as Bolden was passing and it goes incomplete. Here comes Coach. Here comes Coach. Co- Coach is going to give it Slay. to Bolden. Or was that Billingsley coming around? Slay. He's going to give it to him. I, I can throw it behind my back better than that. <laughs> I mean, I can whip it behind my back. You heard the comment with Bolden. And this one team number one. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That was uh, the scrimmage yesterday between uh, Alabama Red and Alabama Maroon or uh, whatever. Chris, do me a favor. Get the um, yeah, 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 go to our favorite little website there. There's a cut of, of Nick Saban uh, in the post game. That's really what I was interested in. Uh, there's uh, Saban talking to the media afterwards. What a putz! Uh, what what an you know it's a preseason game, a meaningless game. See if you can find that. When you do, just let, just let me know. Uh, um, but he, he's just he's going off on the media because they asked him a couple of questions about you know how he thought the team played. You know, it's a preseason game where we're sitting here in April. <laughs> the, the season doesn't begin for another five months, right? May, uh, June, July, August, September, yeah, five months. Uh, and he's already going off on the media. Boy, for a guy that's won a gazillion national championships, it's just like, you know, uh, chill out, coach. All right? You know, if you're on the field having fun, you know, yapping like that, you know, being mic'd up and everything else. You know, why do why do these guys feel compelled to be jerks to the media? You know, does it take that much energy for them to be nice to the media? And, and I don't mean like, you know, uh, overwhelmingly, just, just cordial. That, that's a better phrase. I won't even say nice. Just cordial to the media. You know, so I mean, if you get that cut, uh, let, let me uh, let me know. It's a little long. It's about a minute long, 45 seconds, but it's just him being a jerk to the media again. Amazing. All right. Uh, last we left you uh, with the NBA. So you set with the NBA. Only two trend plays. You can't push this thing. It is what it is. NHL, uh, you got two trend plays as well. Uh, yesterday, I'll give you those first. You went three and two if you played these trends. Um, you know, and we weren't here, you know, Saturday morning to give them to you, but uh, you should be following along over Philly, Washington, just for our record keeping purposes, anyway. Uh, Tampa Bay, that was a loser. The over Philly, Washington was a winner. Boy, flyer games just go over every single time. That's amazing. Uh, under five and a half, Chicago, Detroit, that was a winner. Uh, under five and a half, Columbus, Dallas, that was a loser. And then Minnesota at home against San Jose, that was a winner as they uh, take that the two game series. I think it's two games anyway. You never know this year. But San Jose, uh, or excuse me, Minnesota at home is just 14 and one now, their last 15 home games, 17 and four overall. 
And I mentioned this before. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be listening every single day, but for those who weren't, you know, our hockey, you know, uh, we, we always talk NBA futures, this and that, and who's going to win the NBA championship, all right? Uh, NHL, grab Minnesota. I, t- I told you, they're still 20 to 1, so the value hasn't gone down. They may have been 22 to 1, but I think it was always 20 to 1. Uh, grab 20 to 1 Minnesota. Right now, they're sitting in the number three spot in their, uh, their, their division. Uh, the top three teams are Colorado and Vegas. I mean, those are two monster teams, Scott. You know, they're gonna they're gonna beat out those two teams. They might. You know what? They they just might because uh, they, um, you know, play well or at least well enough against Minnesota and Colorado. They've held their own, and when you play that well, seventeen and four at home. Now listen, Colorado's eighteen and four, and Vegas is sixteen and four. And really, I, I shouldn't, you know what? Uh, the goofy NHL standings. Really, Colorado is eighteen and six when you count the two overtime shootout losses, and Vegas is sixteen and six when you count the two overtime shootout losses. Minnesota is just a straight seventeen and four. So they have the best home record in the West. Between they have a fighting chance, absolutely at home. And when they've shown they've gone toe to toe with those two teams, now and and chances are, unfortunately, they're going to have to play both because they're sitting in the third spot, twelve points ahead of Arizona, so they're not falling into four. And uh, Vegas and Colorado are, uh, um, yeah, it should be on uh, the uh, the Larry Brown site, Chris. It's it's it should be there. Um, I saw it the other today. Um, so chances are very good. Minnesota's going to be playing either Vegas and Colorado in the first round, and then uh, the other team, which figures to beat Arizona or St. Louis uh, in its first-round matchup. So they're going to have to go through both of those monsters versus just one. But 20-1, to 1, you get them out of that division, the West, and now they're facing who knows. I don't know how the NHL is going to do it. I don't think they figured out who's who they're going to be facing in, in the next round, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's not like a pyramid. I think it's a, whatever point total your team has versus the, you know, match it up that way. So, you know, you could be playing uh, whoever in, in the next round, but you get them into the final four holding on to a 20 to 1 ticket. And I know you're saying, well, it's it's Minnesota. They're not going to do it. Yeah, you said the same thing about Dallas, and Dallas reached the finals last year. And again, it's not about actually winning the cup. It's getting it to the finals, getting it to the final four. If you have a ticket that's big enough and a 20 to one, you do now you can start hedging, you know? So that that's our Cinderella pick uh, in the NHL in Minnesota. So 14 and one. Wow. They're just, you know, they're unbeatable at home at this point. Two trend plays for today. You got to lay monster odds, but uh, we throw the odds out of the equation when we deal with these trends. Rangers laying two to one versus New Jersey. Devils are one and nine their last 10. Put a fork in them. They are absolutely done. Uh, and they've lost three straight to the Rangers. I think it's a combined 13 to three score. Shut out twice as well, last two times. I mean, the Rangers are just beating the crap out of the Devils uh, the last few days. So no reason to think today's going to be any different. And then uh, Vegas. Um, Right, it was under yeah, it was under Lane Kiffin exactly. Uh, Vegas uh, minus two fifty at Anaheim. Uh, Golden Knights on a twenty one and eight run, and the Ducks 
uh, waved the white flag 8-22 and of their last 30. So I'm not big on laying 250 on the road, but again, it's all about trends uh, and everything else. All right, before we get to our pyramid plays, we, we found it. Here's Lane Kiffin in a press conference afterwards. It's, it's a, like I said, it, it's a crimson and, and tied game, you know, no big deal. I know Alabama fans just eat up college football. I get that. But here's dopey Nick Saban afterwards with the media. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to talk about injuries. I'm not going to talk about status of players. Um, I'm just not going to talk about it. I mean, if we're playing uh, in the playoffs, I might tell you whether they were going to play or not. But uh, I, I don't if that makes they no play, sense. it's going to be an opportunity for them to improve and get better. If they don't, it's going to be an opportunity for the guy that's behind them to play and get better. So either way, we win. So I don't think it's significant. Okay, we'll go to Tony. You mentioned Bryce being the guy right now. How happy are you that he's I just said Bryce is going to play with the ones, all right? So that's the way it's going to be. How happy are you that he's been able to kind of progress the way he has been? And do you find he's more confident now? Well, how do you know that he's progressed the way he has been? What have you seen that be able to make that statement, first of all? I mean, I'm happy with his progress. I don't want you to think that. But I, I, I just want – I don't know where you sort of can just come out and make that statement. But I'm happy Wait. with his progress. I think he's played well this spring. I think he showed good leadership. Uh, he's made progress. Uh, I think he understands the offense. He's worked hard. Um, so, you know, I can make the statement because I watch him practice every day, but I don't know how much practice you saw. What a dope. What, what, what a freaking dope. You know, first of all, the uh, the guy asking the question, yeah, kudos to him, did not say, oh, yeah, Bryce Young has made great progress. Uh, he said, you've said that he's made great progress, and he did play on the first team. So you would think, you know, I, I don't know what his next question was, um, but you would think the guy would come back and say, well, he's starting, coach. And I, I don't know. Do you generally put guys starting with the first unit that, that guys have not made progress? I mean, you know, duh. What a what, what a mope. Right? I mean, every time you think you want to root just a little bit for schmucks like uh, you know Nick Saban, he does stupid things like this. I mean, we're in the middle of April. It's a you know scrimmage. You know, you're on the freaking field mic'd up, so that that gives you an idea of how you know really insignificant this game is outside of just seeing some guys play. He's throwing you a softball question about a kid. You put him into the starting lineup. You made him a starter with the first team, and you know, and no doubt uh, Alabama's got about twenty zillion quarterbacks that are all vying for that spot. He has emerged to a certain extent, and, and you want to break the guy down. You want to break his balls because because he didn't see him in practice. Oh, what an idiot! Why? What you know? Life. I've told you this about Kyrie and a few of these other guys. Life should not be that bad and annoying for multi-gazillionaires who are sitting on the top of the world like the Kyrie Irvings and like the Nick Sabans of the world. You just won your gazillionth national championship. You, know, you can do whatever you want. You make a gazillion dollars a year. Uh, you know, you can lose every single game from here on out, and you'd still be considered the, you know, maybe the greatest uh, head coach in the history of Alabama, you know, you know this side of, uh, you know, what's-his-face. So, I mean, it should not be that difficult to answer a question from a media member who's just throwing a little softball, give me some thoughts on Bryce Young. You know, he played well yesterday, 25 of 44, 333 yards. He's, he's clearly making some progress. He put him in the starting lineup, right? 
He's trying to take the shoes over from Mac Jones. Not easy to do. I, I mean, what a jerk. And you know, you just can't root for that team. You just, you know, put them on. You just cannot root for that team. And I actually was against Ohio State in the national championship game, just because uh, we put a, you know a couple shekels on them. We thought they were going to you know win as they did. But it's just, man, it's you got to be a jerk. Just got to be a jerk. It's too bad, you know. Uh, I, I really, in a lot of ways, I feel sorry for him. I really do. In that he's got everything in the world at his disposal, and he's still not happy. Still wants to be a putz. Or he thinks so little of our profession that he just, we are like next to nil in his world. Just, just We are a just a, a, a pebble uh, on this earth in his world that he could just, you know, blow you off. Amazing. All right, Pyramid of Winners. Here we go. NBA player of the day, when you only play one, I told you you could beat the boys at Fandle. 17 and 8. Uh, we're going to go with Orlando plus the one at Houston. Uh, excuse me, at home against Houston. Uh, the Rockets, as I mentioned, have lost 31 of 34, and they're a road favorite, albeit by one. You're basically giving me pick them for a team that's lost that many games. I'll, I'll take my chances with Orlando. Uh, I'm going to hop right back on to Karis LeVert over Pops. We've been riding him. See, this is one example. We brought this up on in-game live Friday night. Uh, Levert, his total is 17 and a half. I'm assuming it's 17 and a half. It has been, but I, I will just uh I will double check here real quickly. Um, because there's a point I want to make about him. Karis Levert's uh point totals. Uh and he bumped it up a little bit, 20 and a half. Okay, that's still that's still pretty low. Karis Levert averages 18 points a game, right? But that's with the Nets. That's not with Indiana since he was traded midstream. And then, you know, they found the injury, they found the cancer and everything. But this guy, you know, with the Pacers has gotten a lot more playing time and he's averaging well over 20 points a game. But FanDuel and the like, they, they don't, you know, they don't have time to deal with that nonsense. All they do is say, give me this total. And that this is what is averaging, then this is what we're going to put his number at. He scored 24, 27, 26, 34, 11, and 18, 20, 26. No, he, he's hitting 20-plus every single time as a pacer. Play the over on him. We'll finish it up next. Coming up, Opposite Pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let us uh, finish up with our uh, pyramid of winners today, and then we'll get to our 16 parlay, and we'll check the poll question one more time. So NBA plus uh, one with Orlando, Karis LeVert over uh, 20 and a half points. Uh, still, he, he like I said, he gave you the numbers there. That he's going well over 20 every single time out. Uh, MLB play of the day. You know, you want to give me the Dodgers that basically pick them uh, with one of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, Trevor Bauer on the hill, minus 120 at San Diego against Blake Snell, figures to go five innings it, it, at best. Uh, and a red-hot Dodger team, uh, I will take that in a heartbeat. Absolutely, L.A. minus 120. Love that play. Uh, hockey, got to go with the Rangers. I hate lane two to one, but trend-wise and everything else, uh, they are the play against New Jersey. 
uh, prop play uh, in the NHL, which we've been on fire with. The 15 and 9, by the way, plus 570. Uh, they got Sidney Crosby again at 2.5. Minus 140, little big, but that's where we're going to go. And the good thing about this is that they're playing Buffalo, and we know Buffalo sucks, right? Uh, they've given up the fourth most shots on goal, has Buffalo. And Pittsburgh played Buffalo yesterday, won only 3-2. to two. And that's good because Crosby only had one shot on goal. The chances of Sidney Crosby not having three shots on goal in back-to-back games against the Buffalo Sabres no way. No freaking way. I will take my chance. This guy has been on fire as far as shots or goals are concerned. You know, yesterday, a little blip on the radar screen, I suppose. But when you look at his tally uh, over the last uh, two weeks, uh, it has been three shots on goal or more. Uh, forget yesterday. Five, three, five, four, four. Three. I mean, it has been a great run in April for him. He's taken his game to another level because we're getting down to crunch time. So I will take my chances for sure that he gets three shots on goal today. Our pyramid of plays, we're going to go to. So we're going to throw the Dodgers in there, and we're going to go Crosby over two and a half shots on goal as well. Poll question, uh, Red Sox 10-4, and four, our biggest surprise. Go to Opposite Picks to get your vote in. Have a great Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.